Welcome back, all my fellow football fans, to another episode of the Football Mundial Podcast. Today we got a really special episode, the El Clásico Special, and we'll go ahead and cover the Atletico Madrid Betis game as well. Uh, but we'll go ahead and start off with some introductions, a little greeting. Uh, Daniel Grijalva, how you doing at the bottom of the screen, bro? Uh, doing good, bro. You know, it's good to be back. Uh, it's a little different time for us. So we usually do Thursdays, kind of, but mm-hmm. good early episode in the week. Yeah, for sure. How you doing, uh, Daniel Valdez? Doing good, bros. Exciting weekend of La Liga. Clásico never disappoints. It was a good game. Excited to talk about it a little. Yeah, I feel. I remember, like, I feel like on the last Clásico, it was like the the talk that Clásico was kind of dying, and the game's not exciting as they were. But I think this this one definitely like you know, my expectations. And I think there's a lot of hype going into this one too, just because of how both teams are playing. Um, but with that little introduction, I think we can just go ahead and get straight into the game. Uh, you know, this is a classical to place at the Alfredo de Stefano. And, you know, both of these teams going into the game are in positions to essentially, you know, still win the league. And I mean, even after this game, both teams are, but uh, going into it, Madrid was 63 points, Barcelona 65 points, just two points ahead of them. And I mean, ultimately, Real Madrid pulled out the victory, you know, the 2-1 win. And uh, now is currently in second place and just one one point behind Atletico Madrid. But just kind of going back to the game, um, you know, what were you guys' immediate thoughts about it? Um, you know, is there any, any specific moments that you guys, you know, really liked or players you wanted to talk about? Um, I just kind of want, I wanted to really talk about the ref. I mean, I know it's, it's something that a lot of people may be talking about as well, but even before the game, it was very, very, uh, like it was very talked about. I know that he's just a ref that's known for not being good at like at all. And, um, I mean, I kind of, you could kind of see it in the game that he just, it seems like a lot of times a lot of refs want to make the game about them in a way sometimes. And it's just, it's, I mean, that's just something I wanted to talk about. I thought there was maybe two PKs that Barca could have got, and they weren't called. Maybe three, but yeah, it's just. I mean, those PKs changed the game as well. I mean, you know. Yeah. No. Um. Something that stood out to me probably was just the fact that Tony Kroos and Modric keep performing at this level. You know, at this age. I mean, especially Modric. I know Kroos is a little bit younger. But just the way I think he's still in his third. I think he just hit thirty, so he's okay. Yeah. yeah, he's not that old. For a player, yeah. he want, I, I know he wants to. He said he doesn't want to play like a lot longer, huh? Something like that. Oh, really? I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah, he's thirty. Yeah, he's so, I mean, for but a soccer player, that, and just the 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 fact that how good I, I feel like we don't give enough credit to to see that sometimes, just how good his teams are able to adapt to the other teams, like playing style, or you know, like yeah. they're able to adapt to to whatever the opposition brings. And just the fact that I I kind of considered it like a do or die for for Madrid this game. It was like if if they lose there, I, I feel like they were out of possibilities to to win the Liga, and now they're they're in a perfect position to be honest. Yeah, no, you're. I think you're right. Um, like you said with Zidane, we've been pretty critical of him, but I think when you're when you're coming against his Barcelona team, um, you know they they have a good little squad, and you know they can keep possession. Uh, I think attacking is obviously, you know, definitely their strong suit. And uh, Zidane and Real Madrid kind of knew that, recognized that going into this game. I I don't think the game plan was ever to completely dominate them. I think it was to kind of feel them out and, I mean, just hit them on the counter with, especially with Piqué out. And, I mean, Araujo was able to step in for this game, but, I mean, he's been out for the past couple couple games as well. So, um, 
they, they really wanted to expose that back line. And uh, somebody that I did want to compliment very, very, very highly on, on Barcelona side is uh, Oscar Mingueza, who, you know, I told you guys, uh, I think it was last episode or the episode four, but I mean, the guy wasn't even a certified Barca B starter and he's stepped into the first team. And I mean, in my opinion, he's probably the man of the match of this game. I don't think there was anybody on Real Madrid who like really shown in my, at least in my opinion, I think Mingueza, if it weren't for him, we could have seen three fours. I mean, one of the, one of the media moments that pops into my mind was uh, Real Madrid's going on a counter. I think it's the 55th minute. I mean, Benzema's three, four yards ahead of him and, and the guy catches up to shield him and not let him essentially score a tap in right in front of the goal. Um, I mean, at that point, the game, the game would have been sealed if, if Mingueza had, I mean, he's a guy that scored the goal too. I forgot. I almost forgot about that. Um, and it was just a great performance from him, but questions, I think questions really do need to be asked about that. The Barcelona's back line. Um, you know, for me, Jordi Alba has been having a great season, but that great season has come on the attacking end. And has come, let's be completely honest, due to this change in this, this formation and playing with Lionel Messi and having one of the best connections in soccer with him. So um, if, if we go back to that first goal that Real Madrid scores in the, I think it's like the 12th minute or something, it was pretty early on. Uh, Valverde is running at Jordi and he stabs, like he just stabs at the ball terribly and Valverde easily walks around him. Um, and, you know, that leaves the whole left flank. Lucas Vasquez completely open, gets the ball, can set himself up, look up, and then take the cross without anybody closing him out. Um, and, I mean, it's just a beautiful finish from Benzema. That's a fucking beautiful goal. The the little flick, you know, behind his leg. And I mean, at 1-0, at that point, I think that's kind of what Real Madrid was hoping for. Yeah, definitely that. They needed just that one goal. And, they, I mean, throughout there, they knew what they can do this Barca team and I mean it's Alva I mean player we talk about we talked about confidence and uh, mentality and stuff like that in, in a podcast before and he, he's one of those players that I think he he's definitely good um, but I mean he's just you may be lacking like confidence or just maybe I don't want to call him weak like mentally because I mean I know it's like I know what it's like to play and it's it's rough you know but I mean when you're at the top level playing for Barca I mean you can't be, I don't know, it's just seems like he's just the type of player that really like folds under pressure and it's just sucks to see, you know? And even on the goal, um, like after the goal goes in, sorry. I mean, let's be honest, he's the one that fucked up and immediately he's the first one to throw his hands in the air and look like he's complaining. And it's like, yeah. I, I don't understand. I don't know if he doesn't realize like that he's the one that screwed up or he, he definitely has like I mean even the I mean I'm sure you guys saw it right the in the locker room where because telling them essentially like we have the copa still we have the copa still and Jordy's saying well I don't know and because like what do you mean and he's just said what was no say like what kind of mentality is that going into a game against Athletic Club like you guys aren't playing Bayern Munich you know you guys are playing Athletic Club a good little team but I mean you're definitely going into it the favorite no yeah um yeah it's someone who who's who struggled a little bit on the mental side? It was no it um, crying at halftime at Anfield. We all saw that that footage. It's been rolling around since then. Yeah. Um, and we all know that he's more of an attacking fullback. He he reminds me a lot, like a little bit of Marcelo. Obviously, Marcelo, way better, like you know, skill set and stuff. Yeah. Just better on the attacking and defending. 
And it's kind of the same thing even with Marcelo. You know, Marcelo has thrived under when he has three in the back, you know? Mm-hmm. So does Alba. But I just feel like Barca, Barca had the ball. Even, even even in the first half, they had more the ball more than Madrid, but they just never looked dangerous. I feel like Madrid was very comfortable with the, without the ball even. And let's like um looking at some some of the pictures and some like watching the game in the first half, their their shape defensively wasn't even great. There was a lot of gaps in the middle, mm-hmm. and it's just it looks like Barca couldn't penetrate it. And then just they just Barca was going up and they were leaving too many spaces behind too because there was easily two or three two more goals that could have been scored in that first half by by Real Madrid if if those counters were taken correctly. Yeah, like that one Valverde uh, off the bar and then Vasquez misses like right in front. And I mean, just taking saves, it's a great save, but. I mean, that could have been what would have been two zero, two zero, maybe three. It, really, it really looked like uh, Madrid was more dangerous in the first half. They were causing way more problems, and I didn't know how how they were going to react at halftime. To be honest, but it was a good reaction. Yeah, yeah, I think Barca played pretty well in terms of like keeping keeping the ball, uh, having options. Um, but I think once they get into that final third, um, Real Madrid looked very organized and. Barcelona really didn't have too many options, right? Because Messi is a player who likes to find the ball, um, you know, kind of in between the lines. And he, he looks up and his only option is Dembele. Um, you know, Pedri does try to link up with him a bit, but he's still a midfielder at the end of the day. And he's, he's still going to need to get back, especially against the midfield we're playing against. And it, it looked like Des wasn't really used on the right. He didn't make too many runs in behind. And and same thing with Alba. The, the, the fullbacks weren't – I mean, I think that's what the three at the back brings. It kind of brings the most out. And I didn't see them use too many as options. I think that's the whole point, right? To stretch the field with those guys specifically. But I do see, you know, like you said, the the counter was open without those guys even pushing up. So imagine, you know, if they did. Um, I, I think there was a lot of criticism on Pedri. I think that's a bit unfair. Uh, I, he didn't have one of his best games, but the, the kid's 18 years old and, he was the midfielder that you would see drop in to collect the ball. Tons of confidence on the ball. Uh, I mean, he's playing these flick passes at the 18-yard line of Barca. I mean, the confidence that that takes at 18 years old is insane. And I think that's all I want to see from from a player that came. I, I feel like the past couple seasons we've had mil- midfielders, I'm not going to name specific players, but who would shy away from the ball, who would stick by their defender to not receive the ball. And he does the complete opposite. And, and he makes moves to open other players up. Um, you know, those are, those are the early combination with Messi and, and Dembele. And I think he had an overall, overall okay performance. Um, he's definitely not the player that needs to be scapegoated, like I was seeing on Twitter. But uh, I think the second goal was a bit unlucky. Um, you know, you have Tony Kroos taking that's always going to be a dangerous free kick, especially basically on the line. Um, and I like you said, you know, when, when, when you see that second goal go in, it's, it's, it's difficult. It's how are we going to get back on this? And the first change was uh, Griezmann for Dust, and they kind of changed back to the 4-3, and I think that's when we saw Barcelona with a bit more confidence. Yeah, I was I was actually thinking that to myself. I was just wondering about, I mean, maybe a change in formation going back to 4-3 might, I mean, help Barca. I mean, I know essentially they're still kind of playing the same, and it looks kind of the same out there, but, I mean, it's different with just two center backs, two full backs, and it's, I mean, I don't know if Coleman might, Go back to that again, or are you sticking with with the same <clears throat> lineup? Yeah, I think I, just, I, I kind of just felt that the um they didn't really need that extra. I mean, the three in the back has been working, so it's like, why do you change something that works? You know, yeah. but I mean, it was I I, I give uh, credit to 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 the coach for that because I mean, 
Um, obviously, when it's up 2-0, I don't, they're not going to attack that much, so it's just take out that extra defender, put an offensive player in there. So, I mean, that, that was a good change by him, but I just kind of felt like maybe you could have started. It's easy to say now, I mean, but it, you mm-hmm. could have started with that 4-3-3, give Pedri more, a little bit more in that midfield, kind of overload, because first half, it was just, they were losing really, really simple balls, and like I said, it's just, and, and, and we were just kind of having to feel the first half. They were, they were able to get space and stuff, but yeah, I mean, they kind of, the second half was, to be honest, I mean, it was a good change. It was just wasn't enough, unluckily. Yeah, uh, I, I think, you know, like you said, the second half was completely different, but at the same time, Real Madrid's approach to the second half was completely different. I think at that point, I mean, you're up 2-0 against Barcelona, right? That's the result you need. You just hold and, um, you know, they just essentially let Barca have the possession. And at this point, they said, we'll just we'll just hit you on the counter. It is what it is. Uh, and, I mean, there was a couple of dangerous balls still that Barca had difficulties dealing with. Um, one of the ones that comes to mind is Modric's tres dedos when he hits it with the outside of his foot to Vinny right around Minguesa. It's a great ball. Uh, I think that's the one where Vinny could have slotted it to Benzema and he gives a bad pass and they intercept it. Um, so, I mean, that's another opportunity where Real Madrid could have scored. But um, I think the, a couple more signings in this team, you know, just a, a, a mid to high profile center back, um, someone who can really finish. And I mean, this Barcelona team looks completely flipped around. Whether Messi will stay or not, it's it's a completely different story. That's you know, that's he's really the only one that knows. There's so much speculation that goes on, but I don't know if the guy has even made the decision in his mind. Um, so we'll leave that for like, you know, towards the end of the season when the season's all wrapped up. But you, you got to wonder in these big games. You know, it's one of the one of the things I had asked before. I mean, the only big team that Barca has beat is Sevilla, right? This is two losses against Real Madrid, one against Atletico Madrid, the big loss against Juventus 3-0 to to uh, secure what would it, what could have been first place as long as you don't lose by 3-0, and they they did that. Um, <laughs> I don't know how, but they did. Um, but I think I think this the. At least early on in the season, um, those losses were unacceptable. The team looked terrible. But, you know, I think now the team's looking a little bit better. And at, at least at this point, I wouldn't be disappointed as a Barca fan like I was in those previous losses, you know? Yeah, it, it was definitely different in the beginning of the season because, I mean, you also had Messi might be leaving. I mean, the whole part of Mayo and everything. I mean, Barca was like literally like a mess at the beginning of the season. Everybody was kind of yeah. talking about how they just like look like they weren't even gonna be a top club anymore. And I mean to see to see what Coleman honestly has done with this team and how far they I mean they're still in the La Liga race and they're in the Copa Final and it's just I mean he's done a really great job and a lot of credit has to go to him honestly. Um I mean yeah we can consider it that they've they've obviously improved massively from the beginning of the season and now. Uh, you're saying uh, just to touch Alex on the on the big games I think the other big game was just the first the first game against Juve where they went 2-0 in, in yeah. Turin. But even then, it's not that much of a pressure. The league is just starting. The season is just starting. And, I mean, sorry to cut you off, but Juve is – I mean, they're a big yeah. team right now, but we'll – But, it, yeah, like, it's just – you I kind of you kind of have to feel disappointed. I always expect – like, if they don't end up winning the league, yeah. I would say, you kind of have to be a little disappointed because you're there, you know? And it's just – it's damaged. You can get that result. It's can you can you turn that around? Can you actually beat a, a a big club? And especially at this point in the season where it's critical, 
I mean, that, like like uh, my belief was if Madrid lost today, they're they're out of the race, and now ultimately because they don't have any face uh, head to heads anymore, you know, with Atletico or Barca, and you still have that that Barca Atletico, you know, you you get it, you get a draw there, Madrid keeps winning and yeah, they're gone, they're gone with the league. But I mean, obviously Barca has improved massively. They they can do they can do a, a few signings. They need a few a few new faces. But obviously, we there were I think there were like a what nineteen game on B in streak or something like that. So I yeah, mean, something like that. yeah. So I mean, it's not something simple. It's easy to say now, but I mean, it's it's hard to do. But yeah, maybe I don't know. Maybe just an, a more experienced center back, someone who who can command that that back line, and someone who can put the ball away at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And. And I think this result, although um, may not be something Barcelona fans wanted, I think this makes La Liga, I mean, as tight as ever. Um, Real Madrid's just one point behind Atletico Madrid. Atletico sits at top at 67, Madrid just a point behind at 65, and Barca's just a point behind them at 60. Or I'm sorry, Madrid has 66 and Barca has 65. So it's just a two-point difference between first and second. So, I mean, if both of those teams in Atletico Madrid and Real Madrid drop points and Barca wins... Um, it wins out, I guess. There's still a great chance for them to win. And I mean, even looking at Sevilla after their win today, they're just still six points behind, uh, only four behind Barcelona. So um, Sevilla play Madrid too, Real Madrid. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They still have to play as well. So uh, one in three and two and four still have to play each other. So this title is as up in the air as it's ever been, honestly. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really great, honestly. I mean, six points between first and fourth. I mean, that's Honestly, anybody's title at this point. I mean, I mean, you really don't see Madrid or 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 Barca like dropping that much points. But I mean, you mm-hmm. still don't know. It's anything could happen. Six points is just two games. It's just it's just the fact that if Barca would have won this game, you know, it's completely in their control. Yeah, I mean, they're in first, mm-hmm. or they'd be in first right now, in sixty-eight, um, with eight games to play. And like you said, that Atletico one is still a big one. So, you got you got who do you guys? I mean, think he's gonna pull this one out, Madrid. I mean, as if much... Barca win against Atletico, it looks like they basically handed the title to Real Madrid. So it's just kind of, it's kind of crazy. It's, just, it's I mean, yeah. you want Barca to win, but also, I mean, they they'll put Real Madrid on top, two point or one point or yeah. two points. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, it's because there, there's still some tricky games left. I mean, mm-hmm. Madrid still have to play Betis, which who tied Atletico this weekend. They have to play Sevilla. Athletic Club and, and Villarreal are, are the ones that kind of stand out. And Athletic Club and Villarreal become coming the, the last two games they have to face. So I mean, you know, you you never know. They can might they might drop points. We don't we don't really know what to expect from the Sidan side sometimes, you know. It's like they lose those those little points along the way against some small teams. But I mean, we've seen it before. They they they've gone I think it was like the last eight, nine, ten games just yeah. win it out and I mean it's possible but a lot has to do on that Atletico Barca game, I think. And one yeah. thing is, I mean, I don't want to leave Atletico out either. I mean, it's they're one of those teams that know how to suffer. You know, they're, they're one of those teams that, that really die on the line. So, I mean, it's a, maybe this is like a little spark they needed, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, and I think this will be the perfect transition to the next game, which uh, took place on Sunday between Real Betis and Atletico Madrid. And, um, I mean, this is an important match, not just for Atletico Madrid, who has um, Real Madrid equal on points on them going into this, and they're just one point above Barca, right? So this is a huge game for them. But it's also a big game for Real Betis because Real Betis, if, if we look at the table, they're currently going into this game. Uh, they had six, or I'm sorry, 46 points. And 
uh, currently they're tied with the Real Sociedad, so they're they're really trying to get that uh, UEFA League qualification, and and Pellegrini's kind of turned the the side around. Um, and I mean, I I really didn't ex- expect Betis to be looking this good this season. Um, but just to kind of go back to the game, early on Atletico looked great. They they had the ball um, at least in like the first maybe 10, 12 minutes. Uh, they had the ball and they they, they kind of just caught Real Betis, I guess, sleeping on the back foot and. I mean, finally, in the fifth minute, they finally, I guess it's really early on, but in the fifth minute, Atletico gets that that early goal coming from Carrasco. And um, I mean, they have another chance a little bit after at the 14th minute. So early on, Atletico uh, Madrid looked good, but I, I don't think that's their problem. I think their problem is, you know, playing the full 90 minutes as, as we've seen the past couple of weeks. It, it seems like they've kind of struggled at the end. Yeah, but this definitely, they definitely had a great game. They looked like they... To me, it looked like they were honestly the better team, in my opinion. I mean, they they had a lot of not clear cut chances, but I saw a lot a good amount of chances where they they could have gone up. And I mean, it's just about finishing those those little chances and those they change the game. I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's one of those games where you expect um your big signing to, to show up, and I I honestly didn't think he showed up. I'm talking about Joao Felix, who who was subbed mm-hmm. down in the 48th minute. Um. You just got to expect a little bit more. You know, you, uh, I was expecting more from him. Maybe the style's not helping him. But, I mean, at least Carrasco found the goal again, who who, who had a good little run during the season. Um, yeah. It's just a matter of grinding it out. I think Betis was a good team. I don't think they put their best 11 out on the field for whatever reason. That Fakir's not on here. I don't know if he's injured or not. But I thought I saw him. Hey. Is, was he in? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, oh, yeah, he was, sure he yeah, it was his brother. It's, oh, it's his brother, I think. Yeah, yeah, seen that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was a, there was a striker. Yeah. But, yeah, Sevilla is one of those – I mean, Betis is one of those those teams that, that can make you that can make you earn your points. You know, they, mm-hmm. they work hard. Pellegrini has really turned it around. Some couple of good signings. Claudio Bravo, you know, that experience in the back has, has really helped them. Yeah. Um, Guido Rodriguez in the midfield had, had a good game as well. It's just – we go back to you got to grind out the results. And I think Atletico did have uh, chances this game. It was just a matter of – putting it yeah. in the back of the net. Yeah, uh, I think Real Betis got the goal pretty early, pretty early on after um, uh, Atletico Madrid scored. Um, Alex Moreno assists the former La Masia product, Cristian Teo, and, and Teo had a couple other chances that he could have um, yeah. put away or took maybe a little bit better. But, um, you know, he was able to finish that chance early to get Betis back into the game. And shortly after that, Emerson has a chance that he could have also put away um, – Couple yards in front of the net, but I thought that was like, like you said, when I saw that. what's up? I thought that was going in when I first when I first like saw it. I, I, yeah, it yeah, was really close. Yeah, 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 and like you, as Daniel uh, Grijalva said, as the game went on, it kind of looked like Real Betis was taking control, and um, Real Betis likes to you know hold possession, um, you know, stretch the opposition, and and create these chances and. I think, like I said, as the game went on, they kind of did that, and Atletico Madrid just looked less likely to win. And I think, I think that's one of the problems with this team, right? Um, I, I said this before, and it's weird to say it because they currently sit at the top of the table, but I don't necessarily consider Atletico Madrid in the race. I mean, they obviously are because they're in first, like I just said. But I think the without Suarez, I mean, three weeks, right? Their next two games. They they shouldn't have too much trouble. Abar and Huesca, if they can get past those two, that's okay. But 
looking past that athletic club um which they still have barca sociedad which are you know three pretty hard games so and even and to add on to that even even when they're playing uh you know these lower teams or teams who may not necessarily be on their level i feel like they they still struggle and in the last 20, 30 minutes, it doesn't look like Atletico Madrid is going to score. It, it, sometimes it looks like the other team has more of a chance. And, I mean, in this game, that's what it looked like. It looked like Betis was going to be the team to, if someone was going to score, it was going to be them. Um, so, I don't know. I, I don't want to completely count Atletico Madrid out. Um, they, they did have some injuries in this game, which were a bit unfortunate. I think Trippier had to come out. And I think there was one more, too. don't recall exactly. Felix got injured, too. Who was it? I think Felix got injured too. I think that's why he was sub. Oh yeah, yeah, I think you're right. That's why it was, was like a minor out. injury or something. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen the reports to see how long they're gonna be out, but I mean, just with the SWAT is, you know, in itself. I mean, that's their goals right there. That's they they overperformed their XG because of him. Like he he's the he's the guy that's there you know, finishing their chances. So I don't want to say Atletico's out, but I personally feel like they are. Uh, this is probably gonna bite me in the ass, and they're gonna end up winning and. Everybody's gonna look back at this episode and laugh at me, but I just don't think they're they're strong enough in blowing uh what was it? I think at the peak it was like a 14, 15 point lead. I think it's getting to their heads. I mean, yeah, like I, I just feel like they need a I mean Saul. Saul's one of the players that I like a lot and he just hasn't been performing at all. Yeah, I think he, he played a bit better this game, but no, he yeah. definitely has I've heard rumors that he wants to leave. I don't know if that's true, but you know that could be playing a part in his performances too. It's just I feel like we sometimes undermine the importance of the of like the psychological mm-hmm. part of the game, and it's like first of all we all know that the Dico feels better, like way more comfortable being the underdog, being the the team waiting, yeah, like not, no expectations for them, you know, kind of amount. I feel like they do struggle a little more when when they're when they're the ones who have to go out and look for for that score for the for the goal. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they struggle a little bit more in that part, but. Yeah, I mean, we'll wait it out and we'll see. I think um, Herrera had a good game. He had an all right game there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like you said, especially with, that, with your main striker out, who who's basically the, the only one who's putting it in the back of the net, you lose him. Now you lose your, your, your other one of your other strikers, Felix. It's going to be hard for them. And like you said, they have a, a couple of good games that, that are going to be tough for them. Yeah. I think that Bellet is will be back from now on. He's been out for the like, past, I don't remember how long. It's been a, a little while, but... I think he is finally coming back um, this next week. So I'm sure he'll be the one to step in. But, I mean, we haven't seen a lot of him, right? So we don't know exactly what to expect. He's he's not a striker who's played in La Liga. Um, so, I mean, like like we said, we, we don't really know what to expect from him fully. And it's not like they're completely used to having the guy up there either. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's, the other thing is Oblak. Oblak is basically keeping him in this race too as well. He had a couple, couple of nice saves. Mm-hmm. He had one on Linus near post, bottom. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, it was a great chance, and just uh, touching on him a little bit because I I remember last episode I touched on him that he wasn't really a, pe- a penalty stopper, and I think on the league he has like the best percentage. It's just by, <laughs> by, by <laughs> it's funny because I saw that stat. I didn't want to bring it up though. I don't know how I ended up seeing that. Like, oh shit! Right, I gotta say this in the next episode. <laughs> that's funny. No, yeah. but I think you have a good point. I think you had a good point. Like that's not what he's he's. Potentially the best player or the best goalie in the world, and that's not what he's known for, though the penalties. Yeah, yeah. But when you look at the numbers, it's there, you know. It's, it's yeah, up there. yeah. But we'll just wait to see. Maybe some of these players, I feel like some, maybe like he's one of them. I feel like that some, maybe they're getting too big for that club. Maybe they're on the move. 
we'll, we'll just wait out and see. I mean, I don't think there's any rumors about it, but yeah, I mean, Saúl Saúl was one of one of those players who loved being there. Now all of a sudden, it's he wants to change. Mm -hmm. Like maybe maybe does is Simeone's reign over? Does does he look for something else? Do Atleti look for something else? Because it's kind of like you know it's becoming a little bit repetitive, just choking in the sense choking in the in the final stages of the big games. Yeah, I think a, I think a lot of it has to come down to his his tactics. I mean, he's, I mean, how, I don't know how long he's been at uh, Atletico now. It's been a few good years, but I mean, yeah. it's always they've always still been. Are they still known for the defensive team? And I mean, are you ever going to switch it up? I mean, I know it's like Mourinho too, where he, he, I mean, he used to play different back in the day, and he goes more defensive now. But I mean, I don't know. A lot of players want to attack. I mean, especially with the type of players they have too. I mean, I'm pretty sure they're tired of just sitting behind the ball. Yeah, I think Daniel brought up a good point about Joao Felix not necessarily performing. Um, he did have a good start to the to the season, but I think part of that is due to, like, the way they play and him not getting as many minutes because of the way they play. Um, I mean, if – I mean, it's completely hypothetical, but you see him in a system like Manchester City, he may not get as many minutes there either, but I think he's going to learn and he's going to um, – you know, pick up these tendencies because he's getting the ball where he wants him. He's getting the ball when he wants it. Um, and he's playing with, like, players around him and more attacking options to allow him to create, right? Because, I mean, if he doesn't – if when he's with Atletico, yeah, he can create to his wing backs too. But, I mean, above him it's just Suarez. And, I mean, he's out right now. But I mean, that's kind of it, right? They Like we said, they're not a team who 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 is going to take the game to you. They're a team that's going to – let the game come to them a bit more uh, sort of pragmatic. So um. I just to touch a little bit on Simeone, I mean, you expect more from the highest paying manager. Yeah, and exactly. Like Daniel said yeah. he mentioned Mourinho, you know, it's, it's one of those things where if you don't adapt, you stay, you stay left behind. Look at Mourinho in, in the Premier League this season. He's been struggling. He hasn't been able to, to continue with, with the, you know, the developments of the game, like the new, the new ways to play. And I mean, it's one of those things to think about. I mean, I I think that I heard the the like the Atlético executives or whatever say that Simeone can stay as long as he wants, but where do you draw the line? You know, if 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 he ends up not winning La Liga, yeah, competition. That's true. That's true. That's a good point. I was just gonna say at the same time we have to like remember that before Diego Simeone even came in, Atlético Madrid wasn't this Atlético Madrid where you're gonna expect him to always finish third and potentially you know, challenge for the title and which they have done before. So um, I get the point that he may, he may not be the coach. He may not have the style that the, uh, all teams would want, but at the same time, you have to look at what he's done for the club. He's the most winningest coach in, in their history, uh, passing Aragones. So, I mean, he, I don't, I don't know if they could ever fire him, if they could ever get rid of him. I feel like if he really wants to, he can stay there until he retires, which is kind of weird to say. I don't think there's any other coach that way. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I don't know how you say his name. What's up? From Arsenal. Arsenal's old coach. How long is he there? Oh, uh, Wenger. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I feel like, especially like you said, like he's brought Lethe to kind of a whole new level. You know, now you expect him to kind of challenge, but. Yeah, that's like you don't want to get stuck, you know. You don't want to get stuck mm -hmm. there. I mean, you always want to keep getting better, and maybe I don't know. It's just, or maybe even himself. Maybe he'll he'll end up step just down or, drained. Yeah. yeah, but who knows? But well, I'm sure he won't step down until that contract's over, which I think <laughs> after 2022, he's he's not throwing that money away. So, 
and and they have a good, they have a good team to be honest. Like they have some a, a good little squad. good attackers on. Yeah, team. they have a great squad, man. They have a great squad. Uh, I mean, they were first with that gap for a reason, right? Yeah. Even though they did blow it, but um, th- this coming up weekend we do have some. I mean, we do have Champions League games um, Tuesday and Wednesday, which we'll go ahead and cover probably Thursday, but. This weekend, we do have the Athletic Club Barcelona final for the Copa del Rey. Um, I think Madrid is playing. Sorry, one sec. Madrid is playing Getafe, and Atletico are playing Eibar. So, um, I mean, they're probably the big favorites in all those games, but the final will definitely be fun. Athletic Club is a scrappy little squad, and Marcelino has kind of – I think they've only lost, like, once or twice under Marcelino, which is pretty impressive. So, Yeah. Good little squad, especially they become kind of a burden for Barca in the last few years. Yep, I mean they lost the Supercopa and Copa del Rey. Um, yeah, it's actually. Oh no, it wasn't the Copa del Rey, but yeah, uh, um, Athletic Club will have another shot. They lost the twenty, what is it, twenty nineteen one or twenty twenty one, twenty nineteen, uh, a couple weeks back. So what's up? The nineteen twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have another shot. Um. It's a big game for Barca. I think if they lose this, their mentality will completely flip. Yeah. I just kind of, I don't know, just the mentality going into the game after losing in the, in the semifinal of the Supercopa too. I mean, it, it should help them. You'd expect it, for especially for Messi going out the way he did in that game. But Yeah. I, I feel like they'll pull it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do too. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Is there anything else you guys wanted to touch on before, before closing it out? We could have our little post-pod, just whatever. Uh, I, I can think of two two little things on top of my head. Mm-hmm. First of all, I think Casemiro was sent off a little bit too late. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true, actually. And it's because the yellow cards don't come out soon enough for that guy. Yeah. You and see then, the Pedri one came out right away, and then Casemiro doesn't come out to like, the 70th. And then probably Valverde. Valverde being able to play, like, that winger, midfield, even fullback positioning. But he was just kind of fast, too, actually. Yeah. And the, and the the last thing, yeah, Lucas Vasquez is coming out injured. Who oh. was, he's probably not the best right back, but he's out for the season. And yeah, he he's out for the season. Game. He's been. I mean, like you said, he's not the best right back, and it's not his natural position. But he's been playing well. Yeah, and he's out for the season, so that that's interesting. Because I mean, who you're gonna put there? Odriozola, who I, from what I've heard from Madrid fans, they don't they don't have the most confidence in the guy. Um, I mean, I guess he could maybe play Valverde there, but he did win La Liga and the Bundesliga last season. I got <laughs> I don't know if I'm wrong or some. I read something on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, but they say that he might take painkillers because I guess it's just a bruise oh, okay. for the game. Who is that? Oh, okay. Valverde. Oh, okay. Yeah, they said he may start versus the. It's between him and Olerizola, what I've heard from Madrid reports. So, I guess we'll see. I mean, tomorrow we got some good games too. We got uh, Chelsea Porto and PSG Bayern. That PSG Bayern last game was a cracker. Yeah, it's gonna be. Crazy. Yeah, it's gonna be a good game. So I think Bayern's gonna come out balls to the wall. You you you, you stick by your prediction. You think they're gonna they're gonna go through? Bayern? Yeah. Uh yeah. I think yeah. they'll go through. Yeah. Kimmich said that he thought that they were gonna go through. Who did? Bro, that first was completely dominated by them. So it's yeah, that's yeah, exactly. They had what he thirty said. shots. Like, like, like you said, it's one of those FIFA games where you just yeah. It's like a Barca Celtic game from like I think like eleven. Oh or something, yeah. Where it's like they, they just lost. like. The thing is, though, Bayern has to win by two goals unless they come out and score four to at least win it. Because, I mean, PSG got three away goals, which is a lot. Oh, yeah, that's true. But it is just like a one-point difference. So I mean, a one-goal difference. So 
I don't know, as long as Bayern can like tighten up the defense and which is easier said than done when you're playing against Neymar and Mbappe and Di Maria and Icardi, but they can tighten up the defense. I think they'll put what's up? Is Marquinhos gonna be available or no? Let's see. He's not in the squad. No, 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 he's not yeah. in the squad. Yeah. That's huge because as soon as he came out, he's like their organizer, and you just two goals from headers. I'm not saying he, it's not gonna happen with him in there, but it's definitely less likely. Oh yeah, Cardi is also missing, so I guess I shouldn't have threw his name out there. But yeah, still no Nabry, Lewandowski, no Sule. Those are big losses, man. And a spe- special special shout out to to Lingard. <laughs> yeah, he's been balling, bro. Where where are they at? Right now, like fourth? fourth? Yeah, they're fourth. fourth. That's, insane. That's crazy. That's insane, bro. That was choked that lead, though. I didn't even watch yeah, it. Did. it really went off. <laughs> yeah, I watched the highlights. Was, they were closely choking it. They were up 3 0 and 1 3 2. I just seen him all over social media. It's <laughs> a bunch of Lingard memes. <laughs> Yeesh, yeah. Damn. Fucking then Man City losing a little to two leads on two shots. Mm, with the man down. I know I woke up and it was like the 90th minute and they were up. And I was like, what? I wish I had seen it, but I think it, was, it sounded like it wasn't too entertaining. I would have just expected the game to be more entertaining, but they were a man down. So Man City had like 20 something shots or it's like attempts or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. I mean, I don't want to say United's coming back, but I mean, they are what? 11 points behind with the game game in hand. Mm. Also, he just shorted it out a little bit more. But I mean, yeah, there's, only, there's only six games left, though. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it'll be a bit hard. No, yeah, they won't choke it, but they still got the quadruple. I think with like two more Man City wins, and they get the they get the title. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. Two or three more. And then the next games are Villa and Palace, so I mean, it could happen there. Oh Those yeah. Those are good little teams, but you never know. All right, is there anything else you guys want to touch on? You guys all good? I think so, yeah. That's, yeah. Spurs losing again to United. Other little score sheet. But what was that? Just Spurs. Spurs losing to United. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that VAR, whatever, on, on Son. On Son. Yeah, I saw that too. That's mm-hmm. crazy. This is actually the first time that Madrid has won both classicals since 2007-2008 Last time they won yeah, three straight was true. 1979. So... Not looking good for a Barca fan, at least against uh, Real Madrid in the past couple games. I just wish I, I, I mean, I just hope Messi shows up in the next ones if he stays. Yeah, yeah. Not, not that he hasn't showed, but just in terms, of, in terms of goals, he hasn't scored. Anything. Yeah, I mean, he. I'm not gonna lie, he didn't have the best performance Saturday. You can't say that because Barcelona fans will murder you, but he really didn't. Yeah, but it's just you look at the guy and like you see some of like the dribbles he does, and it's like he goes by three players in one, like one. Yeah. Game. Yeah, yeah. No, he's still gonna create and he's still gonna do the magic. But, um, yeah, I think other than that, for the for the Barca stuff, I just really wanted to touch on Jordy. <laughs> that guy annoys me. That guy annoys me. <laughs> I mean, who do you who do you who do you have back there instead of him? I mean, nobody on the squad. Play, play, but, well, like we can play Dest there and put Minguesa uh, RB or something. I don't know. I mean, he was playing there at. The U.S. national team, I'm pretty sure. Well, like, if you could sign like a left back for him, who would it be? Oh, like just a. Oh. Oof. Um. That's a good question. 
A lot of people yeah. throw out Grimaldo just because he's been there. I don't know if he can if he'll do it at the highest level. Um, yeah, that's a great question, actually. I mean, obviously, like if there is no like if it's like a dream scenario, like someone like Davies yeah. is the option, obviously. Um, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Or like a Robertson. Look at Lucas Hernandez a lot too. Yeah, yeah, Lucas Hernandez would be good. Back world too. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's he's true. just because he's a Madrid product, but yeah. um, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a hard question, man. You're putting me on the spot, and my brain is not working. Maybe. No, Consano doesn't play on the left anymore a lot. Oh, shit. I'll still take him, though. <laughs> I'll take his ass any day. Especially right now. That dude's yeah. sick. Yeah, that's a good question. I, I, I've i heard um Balde from, from the – I think he's on the B team or Huy Nala. He's a bit younger, but um, if they can give him a couple years to develop, I heard he's a really good player. I never personally watched him. He he might be with um, the team on, in preseason, so I guess at the time, you know, we can kind of look into him, um, see how good he is, but – yeah, That's another thing, though. They're, they're bringing up a lot. Of, I mean, not a lot, but like some of the Masia players are, are getting good minutes. Yeah. What's the, the, the center, the center mid that went in? Moriba. Mori, 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 I mean, he almost scored too oh. off the yeah, board. I, we forgot to bring that up. That was a freaking, that's a chance that I think that chance yeah. completely, like the confidence that he would get as a Masia product subbed on uh, to score that goal out of this world. But I guess it wasn't meant to be. Yeah, we'll see him. I mean, he kind of reminds me a little bit, like kind of like Ayaya Toure, you know, like big, strong, mm-hmm. tall, like, yeah, and fast, technical. yeah, and technical. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, that's pretty much. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I think we can just wrap it up there. Um, like we said, next next episode will be Champions League, right? So I will know who moves on to the semis, which is which is huge. Yep. Yep. Top four. Yes, sir. Final four. Uh, I think with that, everybody, thank you guys uh, for watching, listening, whichever you did. Please subscribe, whichever platform, whether it's Apple or Spotify Podcasts or here on YouTube. Go ahead and leave us a, um, a like and go ahead and drop a comment, anything you wanted to add on or comment on something we said. But everybody, hope you guys have a good day. Boys, hope you guys have a good good one, and we'll see you guys next time. See you all next time. Have a good one, boys. Thank you.